other side of this sample Columbia record affords the best possible evidence of the quality of Columbia recording. It demonstrates the faithfulness of our reproduction of the singing voice, and it is typical of the quality of every record in the entire Columbia list. The standard price of 10-inch Columbia double-disc records is 65 cents. As an interesting experiment, as well as a demonstration of the Columbia process of recording instrumental music, you will now hear some of the instruments of the Columbia Orchestra, commencing with the first violin and adding successively the second violin, the viola, cello, flute, bass, oboe, clarinet, bassoon, French horn, bells, cornets, and trombones. Listen carefully and see if you can detect the exact moment at which each instrument is introduced. Little Wonder Records were single-sided 5-inch discs, the same size as a modern CD, but containing just a single song that ran for a little less than two minutes. The label was the brainchild of the former Columbia record executive, Henry Watterson. It gave ordinary Americans their first affordable access to recorded sound. But securing a Woolworth endorsement proved pretty lucrative for Watterson, with sales topping half a million records a week. Welcome to Dead Wax 78s. This is your host, Sean, and we talk about all kinds of crazy old-time records and music. This one is about the Boston talking machine, Little Wonder Records. Little Wonders were manufactured by the Columbia Phonograph Company and were distributed exclusively by Henry Watterson, who, by the way, was the business partner of Irving Berlin in the early years of 1914 and 1916. An arrangement that has only recently been discovered as the original contract stipulated that both parties were to keep their relationship secret. Artists are generally uncredited on Little Wonder labels, which simply gives recordings a label like attribution, band, tenor, quartet, accordion, solo. Little Wonders were laterally cut, single-sided, five-and-a-half-inch gramophone records. The records contained only about, you know, one-and-a-half to two minutes of music. The small record size of the discs and the like angelic face that came on later versions of the label has led some record collectors to incorrectly assume that Little Wonders were made as children's records. They were actually made for the general audience looking for a low-priced recording. Now, I don't own any Little Wonder records, so I'd like to thank the internet and the world of budget records. Here's side one, Little Wonder 261, Old Black Joe, 1916. Gone are the days when my heart was young and gay. Gone are my friends from the cotton fields away. Come from the earth to a better land. 
The records retailed for 10 cents each, some of the lowest priced recordings available at the time. Now this price point revolutionized popular recorded music, making it possible for everyday people to purchase and listen to music other than going to a live performance. The audio fidelity is average to slightly above average for the time, and with the narrow grooves, uh, which were best played by a smaller stylus than the contemporary discs, uh, millions and millions of these records were sold, principally through many five-and-dime department store chains at the time and through Sears and Roebuck catalogs. There is some controversy about whether little wonders were made by artists who recorded for Columbia. Now, one account says that recording artists would visit the Little Wonder recording studio on the first floor of the Woolworth building before and after making records at the Columbia studio on a higher floor of the same building. And there has been some speculation that the masters for the Little Wonders were actually warm-up balance checks recorded as tests at the beginning of the Columbia recording sessions. If such tests happen to record a usable performance, they would be leased to Little Wonder. However, court papers from an earlier lawsuit between Watterson and Victor Emerson indicate that performers were paid separately and specifically to record for Little Wonder Records. Among the noted artists of the day whose performances were released, uncredited of course, on Little Wonders were Al Jolson, Gene Green, Wilbur Sweetman, Bill Murray, Vernon Delhart, he recorded everywhere, and Louisiana Five. Here's side two, number 456, Farewell, my love. For the cliffs, the rains are rolled in black. Or on the shore, the palm trees proudly wave. Sadly drift the blossoms of the legal, the sweet run by music publisher Henry Watterson, but it soon became known that the Columbia executive Victor Emerson, who had authorized the use of the company's facilities and patents, 
was personally profiting from them as well. As a result, he was forced out of Columbia, which eventually took over the label and wound it down. Like the huge selling Columbia demonstration records, Little Wonder demonstrated that there was an enormous potential market for low-priced records. Posing an obvious threat to Victor and Columbia's high profit margin, as well as that two companies could maintain a market control and keep prices high through their patent monopoly, they had no intention of undermining profits uh, through price cutting. The following year marked the end of an era at Columbia. Founder Edward D. Easton died on April 30, 1915, severing the last link with the company's early days. Although he had been intermittently ill and less involved in the day-to-day -day affairs in recent years, he was a symbol of continuity. Most of the other top managers of the early 1900s were also gone as well. Here's side three, number 23, he's a rag picker. Down in Alabama where the cotton grows, he's a funny fellow by the name of Now he hasn't anybody he can pick up on, so he picks on a grand piano. Morning, noon, and night to find a freaking rag. Boston Talking Machine Company issued the Phonocut label from 1910, which was the first vertical cut disc known to have been produced in the U.S. and in 1913, but after two to three years, it was sold to Morris Keene and folded into the Kinophone firm. Uh, then later, Rex Kinophone ceased production in 1914. Judging from where surviving examples have turned up, uh, close to the Philadelphia area, its distribution must have been predominantly local. The vertical cut recording system was developed by Pathé in France in 1905 and did not infringe on the patents held by Victor and Columbia. However, customers willing to purchase vertical cut records also needed to obtain special equipment to play them. 
equipped with a sapphire ball in the pickup rather than the standard steel needle. Consequently, the public's marginal interest in vertical cut technology was not enough to keep the Boston talking machine afloat. Phonocut paved the way for other labels such as Rex Records in 1912, Gannett Records, Paramount Records, OK Records, Brundtrand Records to enter the marketplace using vertical cut technology until the Victor and Columbia patents were declared expired in 1921. Here's side four, Little Wonder 339, the Camp Meeting Jubilee. success of these records revolutionized the record business by driving down the price of a standard record. Beginning in 1916, Columbia took full control of Little Wonder, and in 1917 it began issuing small illustrated children's book called Bubble Books. That's probably why collectors think they're for children. And where they were also bestsellers. Much later, Columbia also issued various promotional discs in the same small disc numerical series, but these would not be confused with the Little Wonder label. Here's a little interesting fact. Little Wonder number 339, The Camp Meeting Jubilee, by male vocal quartet issued in 1916, contains the lyrics, We've been rocking and rolling in your arms, rocking and rolling in your arms, in the arms of Moses. This is believed to be the first use in an auto recording of the phrase rock and roll, albeit in the context of a religious, spiritual, rather than the later secular use. Thanks for listening. This is your host, Sean, and this has been Deadwax 78's. Kind of a short show, but hey, it's a little disc. You know what? I'll still, I can't catch you on the flip side of a little wonder, but I will catch you on the flip side of another show. <laughs>